0: Hi there. Today you're listening to Fruit Pursuit with Mary Aldrich. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Join me as I share some practical applications of the fruit of the Spirit. Here is where you can learn tools to cultivate things like love when you find your son sitting in paint, joy while cleaning up the paint, and peace in more areas besides just hiding in the bathroom. Yes. It is possible to love God, love others, and enjoy it. Hello, hello, and welcome to Fruit Pursuit episode 26. Today we're talking about self-control and raising teenagers. I am excited to share this content with you. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoy putting it together for you. I'm going to start off by telling you a little story. So my second son, James, has been learning how to drive. Let me tell you, he's a really good driver. And actually, my father, over the past year, has covered all of his 40 hours of required driving and then some. But I have to tell you a little secret. The urge to stomp on the passenger floor for the gas pedal or the brake pedal is so strong. It doesn't really matter how good he is. Every time I see the brake lights in front of us, I am continually telling James, I'm sorry, this is not you. It's me. It's my problem. You're doing everything right. I just have control issues. Well, I'm wondering, are you aware of your control issues? When the problem is more about me letting go, than it's about whether or not they're doing things well. Do you ever find yourself noticing that The issue is more about your control issues than whether or not they're doing things well. I'm aware of the ones in the car. It's painfully obvious. But I know I have others that I'm not as well aware of. And yet today, I'm going to talk a little bit about that, about our own control issues and how it gets in the way of raising teenagers well. So we know teenagers need some self-control, that's for sure, the raising, raging hormones and the urge to break free, independence. But how are we doing on that self-control battle that we have as we raise them? Well, here's some stories from the front lines of raising some teens. And I hope you'll be inspired to be an example of self-control to your children and be mirroring what you want them to to do themselves especially later as they raise their own children if you have older kids don't worry this still applies if you have little kids don't worry you have the added blessing of preparing ahead of time and if you're smack dab in the middle of teens right now honey this is for you so i currently have four and a half teenagers I say four and a half because I have an 18-year-old, a 17, a 16, a 14-year-old, and an almost 13-year-old. He'll be 13 in less than a month. Yes, when my son, when my fifth child was born, my oldest child was six or almost six. This is my year of teenagers. I've done the math. I max out this year If you have never experienced having five kids in a youth program before, let me tell you, expensive. (laughs) And with teens comes so many new things sports, driving, practice, college. Submissions, life visions, and goals, and discussions, and conflict, and emotion, and bossy behavior, and testing limits like never before, and tech issues, and dating or not dating, and a host of other things. There are aspects of bliss to our teenage years right now. They are such hard workers. I've got three giants that can get whatever I can't reach in the kitchen (laughs) and they have so much energy and are so capable of handling bigger projects and earning money and even inspiring their young siblings to be diligent which helps take some pressure off of me to get things done in the house sometimes. When they were young I desperately looked for older kids that could keep my kids from killing themselves by doing dumb things Um, And I have a special place in my heart for people like a friend of mine, Ellen Reed, who just opened up her home and her children helped mine not die for so many years. And now my children are the ones that are the older kids that are preventing their little cousins and friends that come over from certain death that comes from trying their own stupid ideas. Honestly, I have to say, I love the teen years so far. They have been really kind to us. But they can also be challenging, and I understand that. They require a different level of self-control as a parent. They require a little different emotional uh, investment than when they were little, and in order to steward them well. So today I'm going to discuss two ways in which I, as a parent, am required to demonstrate self-control so that my teens have the opportunity to grow up as wisely as possible. I'm not in this moment saying that I get it all right. I'm still in the thick of it. But these have been helpful concepts to build framework around, and I am seeing ways that these concepts pay off already. So the self-control tip number one are you ready? Number one is become a coach. Look, I'm not kidding. I know this is my profession and I'm doing this for a business. I'm not telling you you have to do this for a business. I'm telling you if you want to raise a teenager well, you need to learn the principles and the concepts of what it means to become a coach. Because as a lot as a mom of little ones, it was my job to tell them what to do why they needed to do it, dish out consequences. But the older they get, the more I see my role changes. If I want them to be able to make wise decisions on their own when they leave, I've got to let them practice while they're here. That only happens by me learning how to ask good questions instead of telling them what to do. So why a coach? Because Becoming a coach helps you learn how to get help someone else get clear on the vision that they want. That's what a coach does. It's not telling somebody else what to do. It's giving them the tools to figure out what they want in a safe environment, helping them figure out the path that they want to take to get there. And then reflecting back to them how the actions that they're taking either align or or don't align with the goals that they set. Ideally, all through the process of good questions. A coach is what I like to call a space holder. We hold space for other people to do work. We create a safe environment in sort of for people to wrestle with big, difficult decisions or emotionally packed decisions. We gradually become more and more of a mentor and a coach to our kids as they grow older, and less and less of the I'm in charge, I dictate what goes. But I tell you, it can feel scary, can't it? When we hand the reins over to them and they immediately make a silly choice or choose something that we know is going to cause pain, we want to clamp back down and say, Never mind, you are not ready to make this decision. But that isn't going to actually help them learn. That's what I have come to find is that that doesn't help them grow. It takes self-control as a parent to watch a child stumble. But let's not just talk about this in a theoretical sense. Let's put it into some real scenarios. I'm not going to out my individual kids because I I respect their privacy. But here's some situations that have required some serious self-control on my part. Okay, so one is a teen who decides to spend 75% of their hard-earned money on video games and in-app purchases. How about a teen who decides that they both want more money, but also turns down a great job opportunity? Or how about a child who has trouble getting up in the morning, but continues to stay up late at night and thereby sabotaging the very thing they say they want? What about driving lessons? Oh, so much self-control. Listen, as a side note, don't ever have three kids have their learner's permit at the same time. It's a bad idea. Okay, moving on. Also, things like choosing movies or shows to watch or jokes to laugh at that maybe I see as like, hmm, that's not what I would watch. Ooh, I don't know that that's, you know, I would cringe at that. Listen, I get it. I want them to choose well. I want them to choose things that are responsible and that are in alignment with who I say I want to be as a Christian. But honestly, insisting that they choose what I choose is not the way to get there. It's not. That time has passed. That was their little kid years. It was their little kid years where we, where we set those standards. And now is the time to advise. Let them choose some things and then ask them how that choice either did or did not help them towards their goal or intention. The younger they are, the less are those decisions. The older they are, the more those are their decisions to make. But is this this skill of learning that transition, is that something that you learned how to do as a parent Is that training that you see on a regular basis, even in the parenting world, in the like how to be educated and how to be a good parent? Even growing up as the oldest child in my home, I had seven younger siblings and with parents that were good, godly Christians. I didn't get, I didn't feel like I got well educated on that transitional process Um, And I certainly, there's not nearly as much content out there for parents to do this transitional period well as there is in little kids. I learned how to discipline, how to be consistent, how to correct, how to make chore charts, dish rotation, enforce school, crack down on tablet time. But the transitions, how do they go from mom saying this is the law to being their own person and making wise choices? I'm telling you, that's why I got into coaching, because coaching offered me the skills that I needed to help my children transition through these teenage years, maintain a relationship with them where they felt safe to talk about things that were uncomfortable or scary, or maybe weren't even the way that mom would choose to do it, and also releasing them gradually more and more to make mistakes. Listen, if you want resources on how to do this well, I encourage you to apply for our Fruit Pursuit Mastermind. You'll learn the skills that you can implement with your kids right now as they grow. And if the program isn't a good fit for you, then take the first step. Learn how to be a great great question asker. The self-control required for this stage of the game is unbelievable, but so worth cultivating. Second, if you said they can make the decision, this is the second concept of self-control as a parent. If you said they could make the decision and you laid out the choices and they don't choose the one you like or that you wanted them to choose or that was just your preference or you hope or you like you see all these benefits that they could get if they would just choose this choice. Honey, if you told them it was their choice, you got to keep your mouth shut. You've got to learn to keep your mouth shut. It takes self-control to release that decision to them and then shut up. Children, whether they act like it to your face or not, they want to please you. They've grown up feeling the pressure of the need to obey. And now you've told them it's their choice. So if you go back and start gently explaining how one particular preference is really what you think they ought to do, you're sending a mixed message. You told them already. Now you got to shut up and let the chips fall where they may. And debrief when it's all over. Trust God to work in this situation for their good in their life. When we tell our kids that we're releasing them to make a decision on their own, what we're actually saying is that we have decided that the lesson of making your own choice is a higher priority in this moment than making what we think is the right choice. When we get scared and start pressuring them to make a choice a certain way or manipulate it a little bit or hoping they'll choose our idea by subtly talking about all the benefits in one area, especially after we've already talked through the pros and cons, or or just sharing perks of a particular option, what we're actually telling them in that situation is, nope, you really do need to do it my way. Or it comes across as, "Mm, I don't actually trust you to make this decision. Or it says, you can only please me if you follow my ideas. We have to be careful and have self-control as parents and be intentional. If we decide that we're going to share options with a child and say, and I'm going to let you choose, Which option you take. It is self-control and intentional self-control as a parent to step back and let them make it. We aren't creating robots. Listen, wisdom is learning to make decisions and then learning to navigate the consequences of those decisions. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen without making some dumb decisions every now and then. And you've got to have the self-control to let them. I have to have the self-control to let them make the dumb decision. The beauty of this is that there is no better time to start this process than while they're still under your own roof. And you're there that you can talk about it. You can discuss things with them. And they can try again. We think as they're growing up and into these teenage years, it's easy to feel like the decisions that they're making are huge and potentially devastating choices. Oh my goodness. If he fails this, it's going to mess up his GPA. If he, if he doesn't take this job, then he's not going to have the money to do a B or C. If she decides on this friendship instead of that friendship, it's really going to, I can see it dragging her down. We see them as potentially devastating choices. But are you considering and comparing them to the fact that you have the opportunity to let them struggle through these decisions while you're present for them? Let them learn before they're out on their own and have complete and total private access to all of these decisions. Things like the internet and financial responsibility, even the hard way, while While they're at home and we're talking about decisions with hundreds of dollars instead of waiting until they're talking about out on their own, they're talking about thousands of dollars and a spouse and children that suffer the consequences of an unwise choice then. Let them learn firsthand the blessings and curses of what they choose to saturate their minds with while it's stupid and still comparatively easy to adjust when the stakes aren't so high. And I promise you, However scary that looks, it is less scary choices while they're still in your house. It's easier to adjust than when you have no control over them and they're gone and they're an adult and they're out there doing it on their own. It's important that we don't keep everything so tightly locked down that the first time they encounter temptation is this huge, enormous difference in the world. For instance, I mentioned the internet earlier. It's one reason why I really like Covenant Eyes for our family's internet use. It doesn't clamp down on any websites. Um, It doesn't. But it allows the children to go online how they choose, but they know that we will get a report of all the different sites where they went. They're free to make the choice that, that they make. And then we do the work to follow up on the choices that they're making and discuss them with them and change the guidelines based on how they steward their freedom. Now, that has meant that some children in our family have more freedom than others because of the choices that they make online. And that's part of the process. But what's required as a parent is that you can't check out, (laughs) Covenant Eyes doesn't work for us if we never look at the reports of the websites they've been to, or if we never have conversations with the children about what they're watching or what they're spending their time doing. That's part of it. We like to think that we ideally could either control the situation or not watch. Both options are honestly easier than what is required. It takes self-control to stay present while they fumble the ball. Letting your child fail a class is hard to watch. I promise. I've been there. Watching them fight the battle of, of a, in, inappropriate or appropriate internet content is challenging. Letting a teen squirrel around on the responsibilities that they have and then having to watch them not be able to participate in an anticipated event is super painful. We'd like to turn away, stick our head in the sand, or completely control it so that it happens the way we want it to or be uninvolved altogether. And I have been guilty of this myself. It's a challenge. And I challenge you to remember that the fruit of the Holy Spirit is self-control. And that self-control is required to stay present in the midst of that pain, even when we see it coming and not fix it. It is a gift that we can give our teens, They're not going to see it as a gift right now, but it is. We can be their cheerleader. We can remind them of what they're going for. We can be present with them in their good choices, offer assistance, and when they turn us down, resist the urge to force them to take it. And we can be present in their failures and encouraging them that they tried or that they're learning a lesson that's going to pay off in the future. And reminding him, them that stumbling and falling and learning from it is a success. It's not a failure. It's a, it's the progress of success. Now listen, I'm not talking about we don't repent of sin. That's part of learning too. Hey, I messed up. I did something that I know that I've been commanded not to by my Heavenly Father. And I'm going to stop and go through the process of asking forgiveness and getting clear with him and making that something that feels normal to our children. That's part of the process too. And if we are all the time trying to avoid those things and their ability to decide those on our own, it's really setting them up actually for failure in the long run. So self-control includes letting them fail. Now it feels as though the stakes are high, Compared to 10 years from now, it's nothing. If they can learn the lesson now, it's a gift. And if they don't learn the lesson now, it's still a gift that you gave them the opportunity to learn it early. Our children become accountable to God all on their own. And this is worth remembering. Sometimes as parents, we take this all on ourselves and it's not all on us. Yes, we can present them with opportunities. We're required to train them and steward our lives well and show them the direction to go. But the results and the choices, that's between them and Jesus as they grow older. And just like we get all that is necessary to resist temptation, as it says in 1 Corinthians, I think ten thirteen. so do they. So do they just like god works on us for our whole lives he works on them for their whole lives just like we know that our choices are our responsibility and not and it's not our job to use our circumstances as an excuse as to why we can't or haven't or won't so are they also responsible for their choices regardless of our, of their circumstances regardless of whether you came up with the perfect option, regardless of whether you came up with the perfect way to persuade them towards the perfect option, regardless of how diligently you came up with a way to convince them that this really was the best way. They are accountable to God on their own two feet for themselves. God has given them a way to choose what is right. Often our desire as a parent is to do our job in such a way that our children never have to suffer, right? Never feel pain. I don't want you to fall down. I don't want you to get hurt. I never want you to struggle. We get in that habit when they're little and we hold on to it. But I think actually I I am learning that that is a recipe for failure right there. Our job is to teach them how to persevere, which requires suffering and pain and struggle. (laughs) No, we don't have to intentionally create a bunch of difficult situations. They'll come, but we can have the courage and self-control to allow them to walk through those situations that come along without the need to fix it. So we'll feel better. And just for any of you that resonate with being super controlling like I am, I'm just going to throw in there that this applies to spouses as well. They are their own person. We can release them to go through difficult situations. We can have that kind of self-control. So to wrap it up here, what's one thing that you're going to choose today to have self-control and how you respond to your children or your spouse and If you'd like more tips and training and accountability in this area, I encourage you to go ahead and apply for our Fruit Pursuit Mastermind. You can go to maryaldrichcoaching.com slash apply, fill out the form, and I'll be in touch with you to see if the group is a good fit for you. But get started today learning the techniques to maintain genuinely healthy relationships through these teen years. Learn how to ask good questions to keep your children accountable. Practice the art of self control as you joyfully watch your children grow in wisdom. All this and so much more is available for you in the mastermind, but you can look for it in so many other ways. There's other avenues too. Play, parenting is a place of joy, peace, and confidence. I invite you to join us in the mastermind, but more than that, I invite you to embark on this journey of becoming a good coach for your parent, for your kids instead of just continuing to parent them as you would your little children. Listen, I started learning these tools when my oldest child was 10. I wish I had started when he was six. Things were, could have been so different. Don't kick this down the road. The benefits of starting now are exponential. Learn to ask those good questions learn to release and let them fail at some small some smaller things comparatively smaller than what they're going to encounter out in the world after they are out from under your jurisdiction start that today what one way are you going to choose today to have self-control how are you going to respond to your children leave me a comment at fruitpursuitpodcast.com let me know how you have practiced one of these aspects of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Thanks so much for joining me today. And don't forget to check back next week. We are, I've got such a great episode for you all about activities for little kids and how to help them learn self-control as well. All right, that's all for today. Take care. You've been listening to Fruit Pursuit with Mary Aldrich, a production of The Ultimate christian podcast network to hear more great ways of growing your mindset in the fruit of the spirit please subscribe you can listen to other episodes and find additional resources at fruit pursuit podcast.com to learn more about mary aldrich and the coaching work she is so passionate about visit mary aldrich coaching.com and by the way what one next step are you taking today